0: For those of you who don't know me, my name is Daniel Parker. Uh, You guys might know my parents. Um, But let's just uh, start the morning with a quick prayer, and um, we'll go from there. Dear Lord, thank you for bringing us together this morning. We're just so grateful that you have revolutionized our lives. You've joined yourself to us. We're one with you, and it's changed our lives forever. We thank you so much for bringing us together this morning so that we can join together as a body with you as our head we we pray that you will guide our footsteps this morning we'll have a meaningful conversation this morning that will build each other up and uh further change our lives forever in jesus name amen. amen well i've got some good news for you guys uh like i said i do run james's website and uh Yesterday, we had, uh, I had a quick conversation with James, and I said, uh, you know, so uh, I send you these monthly reports at the end of each month, just to kind of keep you focused on uh, what's going on, uh, how many hits we get, that kind of thing. And he goes, yeah, cool. Uh, you know, Jay's like, yeah, he's like, awesome, man. And, uh, like, like, he's like, awesome, awesome, yeah. He goes, I think, uh, he said, I was looking at that chart, and I noticed that we had, I think we had a visit from Singapore. I said, oh, yeah, that's That's cool. Um, now, the way that the web works, there's a lot of anonymity, so you don't really know who it was, but we do know where it came from. And uh, this morning I went online. The visits from Singapore are number two on the list to replace the UK. So it's not a whole lot of hits, but if you guys kind of know the history of uh, you know, James's Message, Joseph Prince, and all that stuff, uh, it's kind of climbing the ranks. So that's really, really cool. Um, a little bit about myself, I graduated last May, which is hard to believe because I can't believe it's been over a year already, which I think it has, maybe it was this May, I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't remember. But uh, usually how things work is you graduate, you get a job, and you go out into the world and make money so you can, you know, get a girlfriend, and raise a family, all that kind of stuff. But, right as I was f- finishing up school, we have some friends that are missionaries in Guatemala that came over to the house and they said hey are you interested in you know coming down cuz i did go down when i was whenever i was 18 i went down there for about a month whenever i expressed my my interest in going back he's like yeah so when can you come down i said well i graduate in may and i would love to come down as, as shortly as you know as soon as i can he's like all right well we'll work it out and then um, you know, like the next day, he's like, "So, are you still interested in coming?" Like, this is like not even 24 hours later. I'm like, "Yeah, sure, of course." He's like, "All right, cool, cool." You know, next week. So uh, we're gonna, you know, start booking flights so that you can come down. I'm like, "Oh, sweet, awesome." So they set it all up, and um, I graduated. I had a few months off, and we actually I, I flew down with their family. They uh, come to the states to fin- spend a few, you know, weeks seeing family and friends, but they spend a majority of their time um, in Guatemala working. They've been missionaries in Guatemala for 20-plus years. And um, we flew out on September 11th, but we made it down there. We stayed there, and we did all kinds of good stuff. We built schools, and we held church services, and we did this and we did that, and we definitely saved some lives. We changed some lives, all kinds of good stuff. But I can't tell you how many times that the date for me to come back kept changing, just kept getting pushed back, kept getting pushed back. And I was like, oh, man, this is... Kind of a hassle because I want to go back and start my life. And uh, <laughs> Rocky, she would always say, "Are you, you know? Well, maybe God doesn't want you to go back." I'm like, "Oh man, that's that's a scary thought." I, I kind of always wanted to have a job and do the, the American thing, and then you realize it. Kind of, I had this epiphany. It's like the way that American culture works, A, B, and C, is completely American. The world is completely different from everything, and it just, kind of is just like this aha moment where. Okay, well, getting a nine-to-five isn't really normal. I mean, it is to, I guess, the first world, but everywhere else, it's just kind of, they try to make ends meet. So my date got pushed back and back and back and back, and then finally, um, I came back in November, spent Christmas and New Year's with uh, the family, and then in January, I went, I went back. So what's really been cool is th- how my relationship with God and what I know just where I stand with him has completely changed the way that I interact with people. And, and I don't necessarily try to push what I know on other people. It naturally comes out. And what's really, really cool about going on these trips is that they have teams from all over come down. If someone says, hey, we have a group of five people or a group of 20 people or a group of 25 or 50 people, it doesn't matter. <laughs> send them down. Um, If you guys can raise the money, you guys can go, and we would love to have you. We've had people come down who are children, we've had senior citizen groups, we've had everything, and it's been absolutely phenomenal. But what's really, really even cooler than that is that you get people from all different walks of life. (laughs) We don't care if you're, you know, from this church or that church, but we all are kind of unified by the central Christian theme. Um, What we really care about is changing the lives of people in Guatemala who can't read, can't write, don't have any possessions other than sometimes a stick home and some chickens and whatever well water they can get every day. That's all they have. Um, And we are there to make a difference in their lives. Um, One of the really, really cool stories that Michael and Rocky share with every group that comes down is their primary focus in their ministry is to uh, work with the village up in the mountains. And after they'd been there for a while, they kind of felt like there's got to be more. Um, And they were praying and asking God, where can we go next? So there was this giant map on the wall, and they did one of these things. And uh, the guy they were with, he said, can you get us to this spot on the map? they're like, oh, sure. So they got on a boat, and they went for hours and hours until civilization disappeared. It was nothing. They took the boat up the river, up a small tributary, and there was... No one. There was some. Every, occasionally, you would you would pass a few people who were just kind of. They seemed out of place. they was like, oh, there's a person standing on the bank. How lovely! But there was more trees and wildlife than human beings. And uh, when they got out there, um, they had a little boy. You know, is is there? Are there people here? Are there people that live around here? He's like, yeah, there's a village down this way. Follow me. They would take. They took him into the village. Um, and this is the abridged version. It's much cooler than this. But they get to the, the edge of the the village, which is. After you park the boat, it's like another hour walk. That's, that's if, if you had the bridge that's there now. Before, it was a swamp, which is about chest high, and you had to kind of get through it. It's really kind of difficult to get out there. When they got there, the little boy that was leading them said, um, you're on your own. I can't take you in. And they, th- they said, well, why? You would bring us all this way. And, you know, Are they not friendly or whatever? He's like, no, they're sick. They're dying. So I'm not going to go in. Michael... Says okay, well, Rocky, you stay here. They had their kids with them, uh, by the way, which were I think one and two. Uh, and uh, said, you stay here. I'm going to go in and investigate. And they went in and they met with the, the leaders of the village. And the leader said, yeah, every people are dying. We don't know why. He diagnosed it as cholera, or basically, uh, you know, if you're, they're they're dying of dehydration, they're not getting enough water. They're vomiting. They have diarrhea, and after a couple of days, they're dead. Um, but what he said is, if you can mix clean, if you can boil your water, add sugar and water, dissolve it, and drink as much as you're getting rid of, you know, you're not going to die. You'll, nobody else will die. Everybody will be per- completely fine. And, and of course, they don't understand science. They don't under- understand medicine. They, just, they think it's kind of some sort of bad spirit. And uh, he's like, well, just do this. Trust me. Um, and we'll come back and check on you later. Well, a few months go by. They come back and not a single other person had died. And it comes out later that I guess some groups had tried to come in and give them medicine to cure their problems, but they wouldn't take it because they thought that they were trying to maliciously um, hurt them in some way. Uh, The story that I got was that they thought that the medicine they were going to take was going to make them sterile so that they couldn't reproduce and they would die off. So, and these are things that they learn not because they just have some random fear it 's because these people can 't read or write, and the way that they learn and the way that their stories are carried down are from generation to generation and so they're they 're taught how to perceive people by what their elders say and The elders of the village came to Michael and they said, "Thank you so much for saving us you know why how did you get here why why are you are you here to help us and he said you guys have asked God to come, send someone to save you guys, and we, you know, He heard that prayer and He sent us. So we're God's answer to your prayer. It's simple as that. It wasn't, oh yeah, we're missionaries and or whatever. It was just God heard your prayer and we're here because He loves you. And we were sent because He hears you. And and uh, they became kind of like the local celebrities. All the <laughs> villages around kind of started to uh, know the who they were when they would come to visit. And this is definitely true. Whenever we come to visit that, I, I went with Michael and Rocky with some teams to go visit that. We actually built a school there, and uh, they would send out, you know, pe- you know, the kids to go, you know, go tell the other neighbors that uh, that they're here. And uh, we would go um, every afternoon for you know three or four days, and people from all over the different villages surrounding come from miles to kind of get together. And people would just come and watch us work and. They could outwork any of us. One of their guys is stronger than 10 of us put together. They are, that's what they do. That's their life is to maintain for the family and to do hard labor all day. That's all they know. That's like their their, their fun is their work. So, um, and of course, they do have a soccer field set up in the middle, which is weird because they don't have TV. I'm like, how do you guys know how to play soccer? Apparently, it's just something that everybody knows. Um, so uh, that was kind of really cool. What's interesting about my situation is that I don't speak the language. I can't speak Spanish very well. I can kind of get around. I've definitely been dropped off in the city and told to go find the bus stop, which is, you know, okay, hola, como esta? Uh, (laughs) Yeah, that way. or Eventually you find someone who knows some English, usually the taxi driver. But what's really cool is that, and you've heard the saying, actions speak louder than words. And people can really tell something about you just by what you do and not what you say and that really kind of became um instrumental in my interaction with the villagers especially in the mountains i got to have these really cool relationships especially with the kids because the parents mostly will stay at home but the little kids meaning uh, you become a man and you come you know either your parents die off or you're you're old enough to go out and get firewood you're a man now Uh, so you get these five and six year old little boys that have these big machetes that are bigger than they are and they'll come up and hang out with you and just, they don't speak the language, they'll sit next to you and you just kind of, you know, pat them on the back and... Sometimes you have a you know a laptop open. You flip it open. You scroll through some pictures. Yeah, these are my friends. This is where I come from. This is a, and they're like, oh, what is this thing? It's a magical box that shows pictures. It's so cool. Um, it's, like, it's like, oh, I know that person. They came down. You know, I had an interpreter there. One of the one of the bean girls actually. You know, they're fluent. All all the bean family is fluent. But yeah, I know these people. They came down on a trip. We all we, oh, that's so cool. And, and they would say their name, Cassidy, Cassidy, yay. Yeah. They start jumping around. But what's really cool is that you can have this influence on people without being able to speak the language. And whenever I, you know, was ready to leave, to come back, the pastor and the church, he would rarely go through Michael or Rocky to, to tell me something. He would try to speak as best as he could in kind of fragmented Spanish so that I could understand. And the things that I understand was, thank you for coming, you know, you've really, you're a good, you're a good guy, you know. Just stuff like, little things like that. But I, I could barely talk to the guy, but he could just tell that what I was there to do was good. And it was it's really, 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 really life-changing. So, anyway, that's kind of a... Anyways, I want to go back later this year. Hopefully that'll work out. Um, James had asked me to, if you guys want, um, kind of pass around. Uh, I know that it, over the course... By the way, guys, we have had... Thousands of people download uh, james 's messages off the website, thousands and thousands of thousands and they're going out every week and uh, it 's going to be really really cool every week we get more and more visitors, which means there's more and more downloaded, which means more and more people are hearing this message and, and it 's not just james 's message it 's the gospel and there's a lot of people out there that are also preaching this message and 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 things like it and so this is just one really really cool cool way that we can get the you know the gospel out to people um, but um, during the course of some of these messages, you know, James will ask a question or someone will raise their hand and he'll point to him and say, hey, so what are your thoughts on this? Does anyone have any questions or whatever? And then on the recording, you hear, and then, he's, oh yeah, that's awesome, and then answer. But you don't know what the question was. So um, he wanted me to just kind of pass around the microphone, which is this thing, so I'll just hold it in your face like the game show host. And... Uh, um, but what, what he wanted me to ask, and by the way, he listens to every meeting that he's not at. Maybe this afternoon, and he loves it. He really, really, really wanted to hear your input on this. But he wanted to hear, um, maybe even if you've sp- spoken before, speak again so we can get it on tape. And uh, you know, you guys, not just James, influence the things that are said and uh, can definitely change lives out there. We get emails all the time. Um, not just com- you know, we get we get a few comments on the blogs, but we do get emails directly from the site that say your messages changed my life. Simply like two or three sentences. Thank you so much. I'm bookmarking your blog. Um, I've got to tell my friends about this. Stuff like that. So it's been really cool. Um, anyways, if, if, if you guys would like to just kind of share, maybe just for a minute or two, you don't have to say your name if you don't want to, but uh, talk about maybe how your life has changed um, since just receiving kind of the grace revelation and kind of um, in what ways that's been a positive impact in your life and those around you. So... Anybody wants to go, I'll come over and maybe a little testimony. It's not hard. I just did it, and I'm a terrible speaker, so.
1: Okay, we are a couple, my husband and I, that have come from 42 years of another church denomination. Uh, We've been coming about two months. We're struggling. with uh, things that are a wonderful struggle because they are mind-changing. They are life-changing to the point that I've even said I almost need to apologize to my children. The way they were raised, had had we known such grace that we, and how big God is, um and how free we feel and how free they could have felt and um so we are learning and we're we're struggling in a very beautiful way that we see it we see it we believe it and um we're enjoying it and um Thanks to my preacher boy son here too. <laughs> he comes and mows our grass, and we, we he preaches three hours every Tuesday <laughs> when he mows our grass. And so um, we've been a family of very strong believers, but we are feeling so much happier, so much freer, and so much uh, to learn that has just. The renewing of the mind is happening, awesome. and we pray that that happens for
2: many, many others.
0: Awesome. Cool, cool. Very, very awesome. Oh,
2: cool. I, I too have come from um, uh, a church which was very legalistic, and um, for the time that I was there, it was good in the sense that I was grounded in in, in learning truths at Gate. Gave me an opportunity to have deep convictions. I wouldn't water things down, um, and that was good for that time being. But um, there's been some things in my life that has brought me over to to grace, and and I'm just grateful to God because the mindset of never feeling like you're good enough has always been something that I have struggled with in my life, and then coming from that background, I felt like I never was a good Christian and I, or I didn't love God on my own accord. It was only because I was trying to make someone happy or to live up to someone else's expectations of leaders. And until I started on my own, even becoming coming to grace. Before I started coming to grace, I was starting to see that I did have my own relationship with God, and I loved God because of my own merit, because of my own feelings. And I started to stand stronger in my faith as a, as a Christian and one that was a good Christian with a good heart. After coming to grace and hearing the messages, it's been it's been hard in the sense that. That, um my mindset was so programmed into the old way of thinking into thinking that um, um uh, that my my behavior or the things that I do dictate who I am, but after um you know hearing more messages, doing more reading, and basically just god's spirit talking to me, I've come to realize more and more who I am in the spirit and to love myself and to um See who I am as a child of God and that I don't have to take any kind of spiritual abuse or physical abuse or any kind of abuse from anyone. I know where that comes from. But it's more and more God's love and going towards how he sees me regardless of how um, what I do in the past or, or what my failures may be in front of me. Me being reminded of who I am in front of God makes me strong to want to squash and demolish any strongholds that come up against me. And I'm seeing that in my nature now. I'm seeing so much more. I've never been attacked by Satan so much in my lifetime. Like I've been going through in the last couple of months, and yet still I have had the most joy um, that I've had in my life. And that's all a testament to just how God has shown me who He, how he really loves me. And how he looks at me. And that is my strength. And that's what helps me to fight um, and to, to know who I am. To know who my true identity is in Christ. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank
0: you. Yeah, I can definitely remember um, whenever our, our family kind of, I guess I call it wake up. Uh, it kind of changed our lives. Uh, in some ways it was hard. In some ways it was great. Um, but there's definitely one thing that's for certain, and that is everybody thinks that we kind of should have just spiral, spiraled out of control. Uh, our lives should just gone to chaos because we don't. There was a long period where we didn't go to church, we didn't do the Christian thing, and it wasn't because we didn't hate church. We just, you know, couldn't find one that we liked, and we couldn't find a message that was being preached that was just Jesus loves you, Jesus died on your sins, and Jesus isn't holding your your sins against you. Um, you 've been completely washed by his blood you 've been buried and you 've been resurrected with him and now you're he 's not you 're not just joined to him but he 's joined to you and he lives inside of you that 's something that no one says that and it 's so like it 's so obvious and I have four brothers we don 't have at least i don 't and my two younger brothers don 't because we weren 't really raised in the church uh, I, I think we, we, there was a whenever we stopped going it was probably when i was uh seven or eight seven. And uh, our our gospel alarm goes off when we hear it like that, because we don't know any other way. Um, so it's really easier for us to go into um, any church and say, "Wow!" and afterwards just say, that was awesome, that was awesome, that was awesome, that wasn't so awesome, because <laughs> that's not, <laughs> whatever. But, uh, and, and especially, if you guys haven't met Telly, he's like the strongest Christian I know. If he, you can ask him anything, and he's like, bam. He's good. He's really, really good, and he's young. And you know, age doesn't have anything to do with it. He's one of the most mature believers that I know. And people ask me all the time, you know, well, you know, well, who do you talk to about whatever, or you know, do you know anyone that knows? I said, you can ask my little brother. He'll tell you. right? you know, he knows more than I do. And uh, you know, knowing that God's grace is enough, just knowing that one simple fact, definitely, definitely changed our lives. They come around and, uh hey, um, one thing that. The good news is
3: that I've seen um, just over the last few years is that that Jesus is is showing us off to the world as a as a cleansed bride, as a husband who is proud of her bride. He's actually showing us off not only to the world but to the heavenlies, both the to the angels, to the in other words, in other words, he's were the apple of his eye. What he what he did was. When he cleansed us, he made us that pure, spotless bride that now he is showing off to the universe. And we need to see ourselves as that, that that Christ, our heavenly bridegroom, has literally cleansed us, made us pure, blameless, and is showing us off as a proud husband to the planets and to the universe. And that's just something that's been growing in me. It's like he really... Is excited about his bride. What he's, what he's done. It's like we're a, we're a diamond, we're a gem that he is showing off to the world. So that's just something that's just been kind of growing in me, as more and more get rooted and rooted in in the good news of the gospel, that uh he's showing us off to the universe as a as a proud husband. He's saying, "This is my bride, who I've cleansed and I've purified, and I've made blameless, and I've joined myself to her."
0: So anyway, I just wanted to share that. Cool, cool. Yeah, you know, Jesus, uh, Jesus, said, or God said to His Son. He said, "This, you know, whenever He was baptized, this is My Son with whom I'm well pleased." And by golly, I think we, you know, we could say that we are clearly the sons and daughters of God, and I think He truly is really well pleased with us. Um, so, anybody, anybody else? Anyone have a thought? Maybe if you don't, don't want to share maybe a little story about just how Grace has changed your life, maybe something, a little revelation that you've had recently, maybe this week, something that you've read uh, that's kind of changed your life, or uh, something you saw on TV. Uh, I saw The Sound of Music this weekend, uh, a play they had. They're doing it in in uh, Tampa, the Tampa Bay Performing Arts Center, and uh, that was pretty cool. <laughs> but uh, they've got a song in there, you know, the hills are alive with the sound of music, you know, and then I thought, hey, wait a second. That's kind of like in the Bible a little bit, right? Uh, the creation speaks of you know th- those which are seen. Th- that which is seen speaks of that which is unseen. Um, so the rocks will cry out. Yeah. So you can kind of find the gospel and little cracks here and there all over the place. Especially with the sound of music. It's a good one.
4: Uh. I'm reading an awesome book. It's called The Boy Who Came Back from Heaven. Just. Just a little bit of advertisement is the awesome book. I'm not quite done with it yet. But uh, also, the Lord has been working in me about just my value, my inner person. Just uh, Christ in me is the most valuable thing. And uh, I've just gone through a year of just tremendous physical suffering. And that um, my body is wasting away as it says in Second Corinthians 4 but my inward person is being renewed day by day and I'm just seeing that as a reality not just a scripture but a reality in my life is that Christ in me is the treasure and the reality of him bringing that forth every day is just great power and I'm seeing that my suffering in that I'm being transformed it's just amazing. Awesome. And uh, the life of Christ in me is the greatest thing that I have. And that, you know, when I come every week and listening to James and uh, talking with Jack at night and during the day, it's just that my value as a person is my relationship with Jesus Christ. And uh, the grace message is just is the crux of that. And is the meat of that is that I am saved by grace. It's not a work. It's not a striving. It's it's a great gift. It's nothing that I can do or perform. You know, I'm not a performing girl or woman, you know, it's nothing that I can achieve. It's just a precious precious gift that Jesus bought for me and gave to me. And oh, it's just so liberating. And um, I'm just receiving that fresh and anew. It is really the gospel that saved me. That's initially what I signed up for. <laughs> and it's just, it's just so, it's just so neat to return to that. Jack and I both just, this is the gospel that saved me. it's the gospel that saved him. And uh, it's just, you know, when we came back in here, we we're just like, wow, this is just, this is so neat to return to all of this, you know. And uh, I think that's just what I just really appreciate about um, James's message is that he's just cutting away once again just what the true, true gospel is, and that's the grace of Jesus.
0: Very cool. I got one more back here.
5: I would pray this would be an encouragement to the saints today. The Lord has been dealing with me this week on a radical level. Um, you hear the promise believe on the lord jesus christ and i shall be saved and he talks about having everlasting life and i questioned the lord this week i said god i don't know given circumstances whether i want to live everlastingly i don't know if i want to really live forever i was challenging the lord you know god's not afraid of our challenges he really isn't um, and as daniel was talking a while ago it, all of a sudden the spirit of God rises up within you and you have an epiphany and he moves you from one paradigm to another and he begins to share with me the Lord says listen the whole issue is not living forever the whole issue is not everlasting life the, every, the, the issue is eternal life he says there's a major difference between just living in longevity and living life and he says I have come that you might have eternal life not just life everlasting there's a major difference even though the two go hand in hand the gospel with, with just the cross is talking about yes life forever but the gospel in hand with seeing the cross and the resurrection of Christ is eternal life where now no longer are we just existing But now we are drinking from the wells of living water. And we've moved from just living forever into enjoying life now because we're living the life of another. He has become our life. We are definitely in union with the living God. He is now in us and we are in Him. And the the prophetic prayer of Christ Himself has been fulfilled where He has said, Father, that they might be one, even as you and I are one. that I am in them and they are in me, just as I am in you and you are in me. That word has become reality for those of us who by faith say yes and amen to the Spirit of Christ. Because that's what He's doing in the earth today. He's simply saying to the unbeliever, He convicts them of sin and draws them to Himself. To the believer, He just reminds us of who He is and what He's doing. And He's continually saying, Let me live my life through you. Just rest. Let me live my life through you. And that's why it's a joy to go through all of these interesting conflicts that we're going through. Why? Because the Lord is ripping away the baggage, taking down the strongholds, and allowing us to understand that we are definitely seated with Christ in heavenly places. And what an awesome place to be in Christ.
0: Amen. Okie dokie. Well, unless anybody's got an immediate thing, you know? Uh oh, we've got another one.
6: No, no. I I was going to sing something. Is that
0: okay? Sure, why not? (laughs) Hold on, hold on. Stand up here for me. Yeah. Yeah.
6: Okay. Um, I was, um, I don't know. I have a song in my head that sums it all up. I don't know if you'd like to hear it. Maybe you know it. (laughs) I don't know. This is a crazy thing to do. But anyway, uh, I'm going to try it. To God be the glory To God be the glory To God be the glory for the things He has done. With His blood He has saved me, with His power He has raised me. To God let be the glory for the things He has done. Just let me live my life. Let it be pleasing unto You. And if I gain any praise, let it go to Calvary. To God be the glory, to God be the glory, to God be the glory, for the things he has done.
0: Awesome, very cool. All right, guys, well um, I'm going to wrap it up with some prayer and then uh, I hope you guys uh, have a good week. So, Dear Lord, thank you so much for being here. Not just with us, but inside of us. Thank you f- that whenever we leave this building, you're with us. Tomorrow, you're with us. Tonight, you're with us. You're with us next week, next month. You're with us always. You hold the world in the palm of your hand and Everywhere we go, everyone that we encounter, we can know that you're there with us and that we can show who you are easily because you help us do it. pray that you'll guide our footsteps this week as we encounter others and that we will have a supernatural week. In Jesus' name, amen. amen.